I am unashamed. What about you? So we're riding along in the airplane, Zach. You are my sister's son, which makes you my nephew, I guess. Yeah, that's how it works. You're my nephew. That's a fact, no guessing. Mm -hmm. So my nephew's there, and Al, my oldest son, they're on the plane. He's not here today. Yeah, Al's at the beach. He's at the beach. He's at the beach. I'd spoken somewhere. I'm sitting back toward the back of the plane looking out the window, thinking about this and that and the other, and... I thought, hmm, something came into my head, I thought, and I said, and I, and I thought about it for, we're going for a few hours there, thought about it for a while, so I said, hey, Zach and Al were sitting there talking, you know, I said, y'all come back here a minute. While you're on the plane? While we're on the plane, I'm just riding along here. They came up, <laughs> they sit in the seat right there by me, you know, and I said, Boys, I tell you what I want you to do. I said, as y'all know, I've never owned a cell phone. Oh, and, and I've never clicked onto the internet. Yeah, not once. I said, I am. This is a cell-free, computer-free zone that I live in. Mm-hmm. I said, so here's what you do. I said, that internet I know nothing about. I said, get me on the thing. But you can't do it when you're on a plane. I just told them. I said, "Do whatever it takes." What's funny to is, get me on to click me on. I'm giving you permission. But to, you're at thirty thousand feet. I, now he's saying, "Like y'all go, you get me on the internet, not immediately. Like go." We, I wasn't saying immediately. I said, "Get the message out." I said, "I said, what you guys do is get me on that thing because I hear well, this." Why don't you get a cell phone? I don't know, but I said no. I thought that's where this was going. No, I he's, thought, no, no. He, he's saying he's saying that what he was saying is I, I want I want to get the gospel out on the internet. So he's like, y'all go figure out a well, way Phil, to make I've that happen. I've been saying that for fifteen years. Yeah. Welcome aboard. I had that thought. I said, years figure ago. out how you do that. Well, well here's the here's <laughs> and get back. Well, it's here, not well, as hard as you think. So Jay, so, so then I, I figure it out and I come yeah. back and say, hey, let's do a podcast. And I oh, give him the whole thing. I thought this happened yesterday. No, no, this is a while back. He's, oh. This is the origins of the podcast. Is this what is how I came to be pontificating oh. via the internet. Well, you kind of started mid-story. I felt like no. When I when I came back to him with the idea because I was following orders, I said, "This is what we're going to do. We're going to do a podcast." Phil was like, "No." So I came back two days later. Said that we're going to do an internet Bible study. I'm in. Oh, so yeah. that's how it started. So it's all in how you. It's how you it. phrase it. But now yeah. you know that he didn't understand the concept because he had to, he didn't understand the internet. So I, was, I had to. No, I, had I think to. this is all coming from the other day when we got mm-hmm. into this cell phone, and I said, "Well, do you believe in gun control?" Phil said, "What?" I was like, "Well, if the gun, if it's the heart of a person, not a gun, that we're worried about, wouldn't that apply to cell phones?" I don't mind if anybody else has them. Well, I'm I mean, happy I, they I do know, because that argument is really sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not the actual device. It's the person, the heart of the person that is entering or using the I'm device. St- I still don't use a cell phone and I still don't look see what's on the internet and all that. But but I'm closer now in that what we're saying together here 
Yeah, it's going into other people's cell phones. But you do, but you do, it, but you do instruct Dan to look on the black box. I don't instruct him when I say I want to know what the river stage is. Dan, he says, because you used 30, to have to wait for the newspaper to run. Yeah, that's right. Thirty-two point two the river mm-hmm. stage. What is it at Camden? I, I go a hundred miles north. I said, what is it there? And he gives me an update on the river stage year round. If I want to know about storms, I say, get on the black box and tell me where that storm, when that storm's yeah. going to come. Well, what you got to remember is like I told you this week I have the uh, a bunch of teenagers. But I never say, Dan, show me some stuff on the Internet. Never. Yeah. But he does. He, he'll walk over and he'll say, check this out. So it can be used for good. And sometimes I, I look I, down at it, and, I, and as soon as I look down at what he gives me, I said, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I hand it back to him. I said, I don't want to see that, Dan. He said, you don't? He said, no, it's just this old girl. She said, I said, I'm not worried about that. I don't want to know what she has to say. Like I said, it's the heart of a person entering the arena. It is not the cell phone. You can make it what you want it to be, Mm -hmm. just like a gun. You can use it for something good or something bad. It's like any pick pick anything, a truck. But why is it I keep thinking most of what I see or hear Dan talking about, he's the one with the box. Yeah. Most of it, they tell me, it's not good. There's so much of it not good, I don't want to be part I, of that, I, I, that I program. They're just telling because they're doing things on there that are not good. Yes, that's well, true. I've heard that. Well, you what, have what, to what, go what, there, and I've I've been on the internet. I don't want to go 10 there years. and Look, see a lot of bad going on. I just don't I, want I've been it. on there ten years. One time, something popped up organically that was like you know bad. Nudity. Organically, how did something? Organically? I don't know. I don't know. I've heard people say that and say yeah. Well, I've seen that one time in 10 years that I've been on there, you know. So my point is, okay, it was a virus, whatever, a page popped up, I don't know. But if you are looking at something bad, you purposely clicked on it and went researching and found it. When you're watching something and you you see it on the Internet – did you just upload it or did you download it? Which 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 upload one? is when you put something into the internet for other people to see. So download is when, when you're the information down. that you don't particularly desire comes to you. You record it in your mind because you just saw it and heard it. Yeah. Well, what do you I call told that? you it happened. What do you call that in, in the internet world? You uh, upload that information? No, up, no, it just <laughs> it just it was downloaded somehow. It. Yeah, you just saw it. There's How did no, it get in your brain? Somebody put it there, you know. But it's used for good too. I mean, what are you doing yeah. tonight? All right, you have something tonight that you're. Yeah, doing. I'm. I'm tonight. I and I need y'all to help me with this. I'm speaking to one thousand, either freshmen or incoming freshmen. I think at Harding. Oh, University. I thought this was a camp. Oh no, I did that a couple nights ago. That was a hundred. This is a thousand. And what? What? Here's the deal. I didn't know they gave me a title. You only have one speech. Starts with a J, ends with an S. Jesus. All right, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But they gave me a title, which it said, my hope is not in fame, but in Jesus. So then I thought, oh, they must have asked me, because they deemed me famous, 
because I have a lot of followers on the internet. So I guess that's why you told that story. I don't know. But I have never done a lesson on hope, which is kind of sad. Never done it. I mean, and so I started looking because I found that out today, which I got to speak in like four hours. You know, I went to Harding. I graduated from Harding. Did you really? Yeah. Is that speech coming tonight? Yeah, it's coming in four hours. It's was it student? Is how it did impact? you get there? I mean, you're gonna fly up? No, nope, we're back to the internet. <laughs> I'm going to. There's a camera on your computer, all right, and it looks at me. But there's a software provider called Zoom that basically will launch me to a meeting where everybody else is on, and you see them. So you see it live. What they're going to do is they record this. So I only have a few people tonight, but then when their seminar or whatever it's called with a thousand people there, then it's basically shown yeah. to the thousand people. So I don't know if that's virtually with all the coronavirus stuff, but I thought, you know, I guess now, I mean, I could give my standard speech was it, which is an introduction to Jesus. But you know, every time I'm asked to speak somewhere, the same verse pops in my head because deep down I don't want to speak. I just seem go to the house, sit on the couch. But since I believe Jesus is real, I think about that verse, First Peter three fifteen. I was just thinking that. In your heart, set apart Jesus Christ as Lord. I've quoted it many times. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason, wait for it, for the hope that you have. So but do this with gentleness and respect, which is what I always bring up to you. I would, if, if you're talking to me about what you I would remember this. Yeah, I wanted to get your insights on hope. Uh, we don't have Al. Well, uh, Zach's a theological heavyweight, yeah. and you have. I don't skills. know who who who. I've heard this explained about fifteen or twenty different ways, but I'll tell you what I think. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose. Hebrews 6. Very clear. To the heirs of what was promised. Now, he's going back to Abraham. It says, many nations will be blessed because of you. So many, like sand on the seashore, like the stars. So... He wanted to make the his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things, and I'll read the rest of it, I can't lie because I'm God. That's not going to change. My purpose is not going to change. But I can't lie And I am promising you, one who cannot lie, and I'm giving you a promise. And the promise is this. It's impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged because, look, we have this hope, and look, for an anchor, meaning you just hold on to the anchor. You not go. I'm not going anywhere. I can't lie, and I'm telling you, I'm giving you 
something that you can put your hope in, and it will come true. That's good. Therefore, we have an anchor for the soul. Look, firm and secure. Well, I do like that text to me says, let me just think now. If a human told you something, and this is what I'm going to do, but you know that all humans are fallible, and and they can stress the truth sometimes. But also like this this case, it's impossible for me to lie, and I'm guaranteeing you, you will live. Just like I promised. You'll I like live that forever. he says uh, in 20 that Jesus has become a priest forever. And then in 7, 16, he says he became a priest not on the basis of a regulation as to ancestry, but on the basis of the power of an indestructible life. Which, wow. which sums what a, up. What a line. Which sums up when he talks about the hope. Our hope enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, not only was he resurrected, look, he went into the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. He has entered on our behalf, presence of God. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek, and we're part of that. Well, you, move, you move into Hebrews 11 and that right after that, and I love this line, Jace. Because I don't think you can talk about hope unless you talk about faith. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It's the conviction of the things that are not seen. So the hope is the promise, but the faith is the assurance of that promise. Let's take a quick break. So we've, uh, we like our sleep. Do you sleep a lot? How, how no, much do you I don't, sleep? I, I sleep about. On average, five, six hours a night. Who do you sleep? How long? I, I get eight hours at least. Yeah. Really? Eight I'm hours a, of I'm sleep. I'm the same way. At least. Yeah, I have to have, I have to have, I can get by with six, but eight, I do a lot better with eight. I just, Me too. No matter what I do, if I go to bed at 10, I wake up at 3.30. That's why I go to bed at 12 or 1, because then I Maybe. get up at a reasonable hour, <laughs> six or seven. I but, get up this morning, I set my alarm for Six forty-five, mm-hmm. and if I do that, I get up at six forty-three. I look over there. I, well, why set the alarm? And I turn the alarm off. I turn the alarm. Off. It's not running yet. I just make sure it's off. <laughs> so where are we going you just with this? Set it out of. Where well, are we going with this? We're going with this because our good friends at Helix Sleep. <clears throat> who have sent you a mattress? Um, yeah, that uh, your son's been that my on. son slept on, he and hijacked. I can't get back. He hijacked <laughs> the mattress. So what do you do in that situation? Well, I, you know, I'm going to give I don't it know. to him. Give it to him. Get you one. You'll have to get you one. That's I, exactly I think that's right. where we're headed. That's probably yeah. is. Uh, and they're that, these guys are great. Um, let's see. Let me find the you, action point. You know, I'm going to give it to him because he just went through three <clears> years of college where most people go for. And he graduated, and so Missy said he needs to sleep. That's cold, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good graduation present. I said, "What was your grade point average at Pepperdine?" He said, three point seven. I said, three point seven. Better than most. I said, "Dude, I said, dude, you, you, you own up the echelon there, son." So, for any of you guys who want to try uh, helixsleep.com dot com slash unashamed, you go to their website. 
You take a two-minute sleep quiz. They find out. They would customize your mattress. They've got a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it for 100 nights risk-free. Yeah. So, which is I took the quiz. Yeah. So I I created a perfect bed for my son. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, this company will be will be glad to hear that. That's you right. Yeah. Give your your child, your daughter, or your son if they graduate in college with with a there you go. High, high it makes habit. a great graduation gift. Oh, and right give now, give them a mattress. You know why? It's the gift that keeps it's on giving. giving. So, That's and also it. you can save some money. They're offering two hundred dollars off all their mattress orders and two free pillows for our awesome. listeners, which is awesome. So helixsleep.com slash unashamed save you some some. Save yourself some money. See, that's what I thought when I first heard it and I started looking. I thought that my version says faith is being sure of what we hope for mm-hmm. and certain of what we do not see. And then I remember Romans 8. You remember when he's talking about the whole creation has been groaning, waiting for yeah, the hope. first fruits to be revealed, and we groan inwardly. Well, then he says, for in this hope, well, well he says the redemption of our bodies yeah, and our adoption as sons. But, you know, you kind of think, well, we already are sons. We've already been adopted because we have that assurance of that. And so you're like, well, what, what does that mean then? I mean, because he says, for in this hope, we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. So I guess I was trying to square that, thinking, well, the only thing we don't have is the actual sight of Jesus and our new bodies. Yeah. Because we have correct. we have everything else. That's correct. But we have it through faith. Which is what you said. You know, I thought about First Peter one because it says we were given. Uh, what does it say? Living hope. We were born again into a living hope. But then it gets down and it says, even though we do not see Jesus, we love Him. Yeah. And even though we don't see Him now, we are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. So I guess my question is, hope is a hard thing to define. If you look at the the secular worldly definition, I mean, it, it's basic. It doesn't go as far as like like tomorrow. I'm going frog hunting for the first time. All right. Well, I hope I catch some. Yeah, I'm excited because I hope I catch some. But that's about as far as the world goes. It's an expectation of something that's going to happen that's positive, but Oh well, if I don't. Well, that's, I think that's say. a great point because I think what what the church teaches so often is that the biblical hope is that it's almost like this jumping off of a cliff, and you're like, oh, I hope that somebody catches me, and that's not the biblical definition. That's of not hope. it. That's, that's not, not it. it. It's that's not. Right. I hope this works out. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Like it's my last resort, you know. Because a lot of times you'll, you know, at the end of a game, you're down. Three seconds on the clock, what do you do? You call the Hail Mary. And you're like, why? Hope. But you actually don't Well, to, think. to Phil's point, uh, on Hebrews 6, I think that's why that's so important, is when he's talking about it's impossible for God to lie, I mean, that just unpack that for a second. Yeah. It is a it is a it I was gonna use a big word, ontological impossibility. Like it's it's impossible 
You know, we ask the question, can God do anything? If anyone asks me that, I'm like, no, he can't do anything. There's he some things lie. that he can't lie. It's not possible for God to lie. And he said, I'm going to do it for you. So it's going to happen. That's it. And I think that's when we, going back to John 8, we talked about in the last podcast, uh, Abraham is such a great person to study if we're going to understand hope and faith. Because Abraham, um, you had mentioned he in Hebrews 11, it talks about he reasoned. <clears throat> That God could raise the dead, which God did not do that with Isaac. By the way, he said that he said he figuratively did that, but he didn't. But you go back to, I think it's Genesis twenty-two that story, and there's a couple things in there that I think show us kind of this biblical hope or this biblical faith, where it says that Abraham, um, two things he says um, when he's going up to the mountain to sacrifice Isaac, he says, "Me and the boy will be back." Yeah, like we'll be back. Why did he say that? Yeah. You know, uh, and, uh, he said, because uh, he, he reasoned. But the pertinent point here, Jace. But he, but he didn't know the how God was going to do it. He, he, that's my point. He, he had it all. He was wrong on the how. But what he did know was that what at Hebrews six, he, the guy's not a liar. But I do like that he reasoned that he was going to resurrect, even even though he didn't. But why did he reason? Why did he reason? Well, because he just knew God. Because he, because he, because God made a promise. What was the promise? That through this kid, all nations are going to be blessed. So, so he's either going to come back from the dead. That that's basically yeah. what he was left with. So this, but to this, his credit, he said, "Okay, hope goes in 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 increments." So watch, it is God who makes both of us and you stand firm in Christ. This is Second Corinthians one. He anointed us. He set his seal of ownership on us. You're like. So I'm in the phase where I am owned by God. That's a good honor. He set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts. Here's the, here's the, here's the phase we're in now. As a deposit, but we don't have it yet, the, the realization of it, because we're, we're, we're in the phase down there while we're in mortal bodies and we're on the earth. He set his seal in our heart as a deposit, guaranteeing what's to come. Now that's, watch. That's, now watch. that's my point. Is it is it the resurrection? So period? after you no. read Second Corinthians chapter one, you get to chapter five. Now watch this. He repeats himself. Oh yeah. Second Corinthians, Corinthians five. We know that if the earthly tent, it's called a tent, Peter said. Same thing in First Peter 1, 2 Peter 1. We know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, that's the flesh and our flesh and bones. We're earthly. We have a building from God, got another body, an eternal house, uh-oh, in heaven, not built by human hands. So that's the goal. That's the end. Meanwhile, we groan. That's the final phase. Meanwhile, we groan. You say, why would we be groaning when we live in these tents? Or well, back to Romans 8. But back to Romans 8. We don't want to be unclothed from our body because we're body, soul, and spirit. We don't want to mm-hmm. leave our body. So we groan, longing to be clothed, clothed with our heavenly dwelling because when we are clothed, immortal body, we will not be found naked. For while we're in this tent, temporary, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, leave our body, 
but to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal, we're in that phase, may be swallowed up by life. It is God, hear this, who has made us for this very purpose. And here we go again. And has given us the Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what's to come. We're in a great phase because we put our faith in Jesus. We've been born again. We've received the Spirit of God as a guarantee. Now, therefore, we're always confident, whether in the body or out of it. We're always confident. And know that as long as we're at home in the body, in the phase we're in now, we are away from the Lord. We haven't reached our final destination. We're in phase one. Phase two is the end. That's the increment. And it's the end, meaning the beginning for us. We live by faith, not by sight. Same thing he said in Romans. Now. Yeah, I think that's the common. We are man. confident, I say, and check this out, would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. You say, it's a good thing to leave your body. We call it physical death, and everybody's shaking and trembling, the non-believer, because they, they're worried about death. Mm-hmm. They have something to be worried about. So we make it our goal, watch, to please him. Whether we're at home in the body right now, we proclaim Jesus everywhere we go. You say, look, or away from it. So look. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. So we just want to come out on the other end of this thing when physical death comes. You say, Lord. Well, that was your question. I, I served you, you well. You said, about the, you said the resurrection. Is it just the resurrection? Is that yeah, I was saying we immediately this think is, resurrection. This is past that. This yeah. is past that. Well, I know, but I, that, that's what I meant. The, the eternal life. I guess is is what I was saying, which I I did find something interesting there. That what he read the I, I've never had this thought before, but it sounded like the biblical definition of nakedness there was without the body. That's exactly in the world. The definition is without clothes. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We have so we're, we were, we're talking about the internet. They don't have clothes, but when you're naked. Before God, you don't have a body. That's but, it. But I think to answer your question, <laughs> you are I, correct, I, I Jace. Think the, the looming resurrection is our hope is in the resurrection. Yes, our but our hope is not in the resurrection for the sake of the resurrection. You know, it's not our hope well, is not. It's not like the gifts we're receiving, which because I think in all these things have. It's a, li- it's a living hope. It's 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 the resurrection yeah. because of. Well, Jesus. I'm saying I'm focused on the process. You remember in Romans five where he said, "All right, we've have been justified." Right, let's take a, let's take, a, let's take a quick break. So, uh, is there a redneck alive that doesn't love pocket knives or knives? No. I mean, do you know one? Oh, no, they, that's they the answer. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? That's like in my metal detecting days. Pocket knives are in the top five. I mean, right behind bullets, yeah, uh, nails. You got pocket knives. Right. Have you found a few knives? Tons. Huh. <laughs> well, and what's amazing is you know you lose knives so regularly. Yeah. Right? So that's why anytime I get one, I'm always excited about it. So one of our sponsors uh, is is a company called KC Lund Blades. They make knives, and I had a great conversation. Uh, <clears throat> Had a great conversation with KC 
uh, and his wife. Basically, he's been making knives for about 30 years, kind of like us, just started a small business. Yep. He loved it. He loved swords. He loved knives. And so now uh, he's making these wonderful knives, and um, and they're starting to really sell. So uh, he sent us some. We love them uh, already. We can't wait to, to use them more, especially when hunting season gets here, because uh, that's when we use them the most. So uh, we want you to check these guys out. Basically, uh, for checking them out now, you get 20% discount and free shipping, which is really great. So you go to KC, the letter KC Lund, L-U-N-D, KCLundBlades.com. That's how you find them. You get a 20% discount, free shipping for all of our listeners, KCLundBlades.com. In Romans 5, it said, We've been justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We've gained access by faith into the grace which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So whatever that definition of glory of God, and, and, and you, if you just read those... Live, first, living forever in an immortal body. The yeah. glory of God. I, I would say the glory of God even is his beauty. It's, it, it is the I presence mean, of, of, of God. To be all. honest, I don't think I've grasped what that completely entails. Oh, you never will. By the way, uh, what I just read you, yeah. because you mentioned the hope and all that, this is the final fulfillment of it. Yeah. Most people, I've told them that, and you know what they do? Kind of scratch their head and they're like, I don't know that. So look, tie it all together. Paul told the Thessalonians, we don't want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. Look, we believe Jesus died and rose again. The gospel is the bedrock of it all. And so, because of that, we received God's spirit when we believed it and obeyed it. And then he said, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Now, they physically died, separated from their body. The only thing he could be, he's bringing us with him, the ones who have fallen asleep. You're like, why is he coming back? The bodies. The bodies in the cemeteries. Because look, he'll bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep. So the only thing he could be bringing, because our bodies in the cemetery are blown to bits on a beach somewhere, and you were a Christian, you're like, all those bodies come up reunited with their souls and spirit. He's bringing that, that, I think that's what people find unbelievable. I was... Um, well, I, a lot of them, I've told them that, what, but they all well, look at me like, I don't know about that old guy. I'm like, I'm what, telling you. When I started in my career before this career, um, I worked for a pharmaceutical company. And so we went to training and it was back in the late, uh, early 2000s. And all these young people, attractive people would descend on a location and they would, we would stay there for two weeks at a time. And you can just imagine, I mean, it just got to be a cesspool of, of all kind of stuff. And, um, and I never went out and participated with it because I was married. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to be faithful to my wife. I'm not going out to, to these parties and bars and stuff with, with you guys. And uh, one of the guys one time asked me, he said, he said, man, I noticed you never go out with us. You never, you never go out with us. What? So he said, I figured you out. You're one of two things. You're a recovering alcoholic or you're, you're deeply religious. 
And I said, I'm neither one of those things. <laughs> and he's like, then what's the story? And I said, well, I believe, and I, I, I channeled my inner feel, and I said, I said, what can I say, shocking? So your, said, your answer probably made him think you were deeply religious. <laughs> it probably did. I said, I believe in dead carcasses coming out of the ground and being infused with life and walking around. And he's like, what? <laughs> I said, you've never oh, heard? That was a good line. He's like, you, I said, you've never heard of this? He said, never. He said, well, what? De-? I said, yeah, dead carcasses coming out of the ground and walking around. He's like, I've never heard of that. Oh, uh, second Thessalonians. First Thessalonians I like 4. dead carcasses. Yeah, everybody. You, you got to add, and being infused with life. Everybody needs to read, you say, when right now. First uh, Thessalonians four verse thirteen and following the complete thing, the whole story is right there. Comes down there, the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we're still alive. Be caught up with them. We'll be changed on the spot. The whole story is told about that hope, Jace. Well, but you, my, my, end, my end your point. lesson, Jace, with First Thessalonians four. 13 and following. Well, we still got a, the only problem I have. Some of the instructors at Harding are going to say, My question was, they're going to say, I don't know. My question was, while ago, before I was interrupted, which is okay on our show, (laughs) is I read that Romans 5, 1 and 2, because I asked the question, is it only viewed in the resurrection? Which y'all said no, and then gave me a bunch of resurrection verses. So, (laughs) so. I said that. Well, but yeah. Phil said that too. He yeah. said no, and then he read. Uh, so I get it, and I agree, and yeah. I think that's good. But what I'm saying is, I read Romans five one and two because just hear my point here. Because this is what when I studied this, I thought huh, I've never noticed this. Because the first verse that popped into my head when they said hope is the verse that we use for my daughter's foundation, which is Romans five mm-hmm. one through five. Now look. We're not talking about the resurrection. I mean, we are always talking about the resurrection ultimately in Jesus. Sure. But here we have a bunch of kids who have been uh, gone through years of suffering mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever. And so here we are trying to give them some hope. Yeah. Which is because it's you're never going to get them out of debt. This is an expensive journey. But you're just trying to come in share a little Jesus and give a little hope. And so if I read those, you know, I read the first two verses, it seems like what is the problem? Because he says, we've been justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. We've gained access by faith into grace, which we now stand. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Everybody's happy. But the next verse says three, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because course then that now this is what causes people to say well wait a minute ain't nobody rejoicing in sufferings if you know you're going to live forever okay that's one aspect i'm going to submit another aspect based on what i think i think hope is yes we ultimately hope for eternity jesus coming back bringing the yes Eternal life. There's plenty of yep. verses on that. You bet you. But in this situation, it seems like he's bringing up hope while we're here. And even though we have the assurance, faith being sure of what we hope for and certain what we do not see, there are going to be times that it's going to be rough. Yeah. But just you got to remember, 
Well, I'm just reading it. The, the, the hope that you have yeah. and the sufferings, that's why you're in phase one. You haven't left your body yet. This is why you, you I realize that. But I, let me just get to this, and then we'll talk about it. So he says, We rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. So through the Holy Spirit, Paul is now coming up with this process. You're going to rejoice in your sufferings because we know that produces perseverance. Well, perseverance, character, and character, hope. I just think that's an interesting thing to put in that chain of events. Because hope is not realized until your body goes from mortal to immortal, where death is your sting, where is your victory. When the mortal becomes immortal, then you have a realization of the hope. That that yeah, that's I, the realization I, I, of yeah, it right I there. I think there's some you know First Corinthians thirteen talks until about, you get your yeah. immortal body, Jace. You still have to go yeah, but, through. But but you have hope now because Jace. Oh, you know yeah. Because you have here's your hope. perseverance, character. Was well, that character now or later? Well, here's here's another way of of, of saying it. It's now. If if your hope if your hope yeah. is in eternal life, I would ask the question. When does eternal life start? And then Jesus gives us that answer in John seventeen three. This is what he says. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. When 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 can that occur? When can you know God? Why are you on the earth? So when does eternal life start? Right well, now. I believe that. When you that, have, that that's when what you I was getting. So that's the living hope. I, I think it is a living hope. Let's take a break. So I, I love, I say it a lot, a lot on the podcast, Dad's description of the Internet as computer land. In your mind, it's like this far away. In the cloud. In the cloud. It's, it's a land I've never traveled. <laughs> well, you know, you know, now they call it the cloud, Dad. Well, so. there's a cloud, but it's not a cloud. When you think cloud, you look up in the sky. Yeah. You can find the cloud in the virtual realm of internet reality in computer land as you find said. the cloud and you find the crowd <laughs> there you go <laughs> look at there that's a marketing genius yeah find the cloud find the crowd well, one of our uh, sponsors is uh NetSuite America basically what they do is is they have part of that cloud business system dad that's what they do uh they're in the cloud and a bunch of companies are basically there with them. And so uh, great place, great way to be able to help your business, especially uh, to check these guys out. So if you uh, if you reach out to these guys at netsuite.com slash Phil, that's netsuite, S-U-I-T-E, um, you're going to get a free guide, seven actions businesses need to take now. You get a free product tour of all their stuff. So check them out, netsuite.com slash Phil, where the cloud is, the crowd is. Look, and so he says character, hope, and hope does not disappoint us. Because if you're disappointed because you're suffering or you're being insulted, well, you obviously are going to get disappointed, even though you say you won't. 
yep. you will. And then you start thinking about, yeah, but it produced perseverance and then character. And then, all, but look at what I have hope in Jesus. But not only that, he says, hope does not disappoint us because, and look, here's what's interesting. All the verses you read before, this has the same thought because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. And then he goes on talking about, you see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely, you know, will one die for a rice man. And then, but God demonstrates his love for us while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I just think it's an awesome illustration that God made through the Holy Spirit. So you're talking. He talked about the process of Jesus dying, and we immediately went to the resurrection, you know? I think that's important because you're talking to a group of college students, or I guess incoming college students, right? Mm-hmm. So they're coming in, and well, you know, me and Jill have done college ministry for years, and I can tell you, <laughs> if I if I'm telling the student, here's the deal: come to Jesus, repent, and grind it out for 80 years, and then you get life. That's like. I mean that's it's it's not effective primarily one because it's not true but two that's that's not the full gospel it's not come grinded out for eighty years you can have an abundant life now like you can experience life starting today mm-hmm. you know um, I was thinking about the resurrection the reason why the resurrection is is why we hope in it it's not just for the sake of the resurrection because because there's it's it's not eternal existence that we're after. Right, I mean, there's right. going to be people eternally existing in hell. A Second Thessalonians, you know, talks about the Lord coming back, and he says he, there'll, there'll be eternal destruction, shut uh, shut out from the presence of the Lord and from His glory and His power, or the glory of His power, when He comes to be glorified mm-hmm. in His saints on that day and to be marvelled at uh, among all who have believed. So I, I think, well, some that, people believe you're. Forever destroyed, and some people believe you're destroyed forever. But either one's bad. Well, to you younger, you younger bucks, listen. I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. Here comes Jesus. For the trumpet will sound. First thing that happens: the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. Final phase. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying is written will come true. No more groaning on our part. The groan's over. This is it. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Young people need to know that. They're afraid of it. They shouldn't be. Where, O death, is your sting? They're afraid of it. Oh, no, I can't. The sting of death is sin, and the power of the sin is law. Thanks be to God, though, while you're there. Talk about hope. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brothers, stand firm while you're on the earth. Let nothing move your sufferings, all them verses, Jesus, all the things that can happen to you. Okay, you struggle with your own sins. God not counting them against you. Just get up. Get up. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. That's what we're doing right here today as I speak to you two. 
because you know that your labor, look, in the Lord is not in vain, meaning you know you got the hope that he said the Hebrew writer spoke of. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. Well, he says the same thing right here. But when that mortal becomes immortal, that's why Peter said, look, I'm in this earthy tent, but I'll soon put it aside and I will depart. Well, the only thing that can depart from the tent is his soul and spirit. His body stays. They're in the dust, but look, when Peter closed his eyes, when they strung him up upside down on a cross, Jesus said, uh, Peter, when you were young, you dressed yourself and you went where you wanted to go. But I'm telling you, when you get old, somebody else is going to dress you and you're going to and you're gonna go to do something that you don't like. What he was, Jesus said that, it said, to show what kind of death Peter would die for the, for the glory of God. So when you look at it like that, you say, hmm, Jesus would settle him, you're going to have a rough death. That was just to glorify God because he didn't, he didn't run off this time. When he, when he got old, he said, suck it up. And he did because yeah. he had seen Jesus. He was running away. I don't know who he is. Well, in our culture, I think let's, let's, take, all, let's take a quick break. He saw Jesus come to that ground. He said, mm-hmm, oh, yeah, I'm getting out of here alive. That's why the Book of Martyrs, you know, secular history, of course, Jesus, I mean, uh, Peter's saying, look, boys, they said, unless you shut up, we're going to string you up on the cross. He said, well, I wouldn't be preaching anything I wouldn't be willing to die on. Get after it. Yeah, but the but the uh, you talk about but the, faith. But the but the the the, the new life, the, the the resurrection, the what make it's, the resurrection is not the prize. Ultimately, he is the prize. Yeah. It's it's, it's yeah. marveling. I think with young people too, it's like for me. I mean, I'm I, I mean I'm built to desire things, and so you know I think that if we could speak a message of the beauty and the wonder of God that you get to bask in His glory and marvel at Him and fall in love with this person. Forever, yeah. more and more every day. I hope OJ's delivers a barn burner there because what we're discussing, yeah. if, if the 18 to 22 year olds could get that in their head, their hope and as and hold on to that as an anchor, you, you couldn't, you can't stop them. What's weird is that's where I've been camped out probably the last four months, I guess, since the coronavirus started. I've had so, all my events and Virtual things, even the thing I did at the cow show the other day, there's yeah. all young, there's all young people. That was put on by eighteen to twenty two year olds. So, how do they respond? Oh, I mean, bell, have y'all bells and bells and whistles in a good way? I mean, they're because yeah. really, what you got to remember is uh, even at, at camp two nights ago. You know, I, I started off with what I said on the in the last podcast. But I asked them to close their eyes and picture God. I said, what'd y'all see? And the number one answer was nothing. Mm. Yeah. And so then I'm 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 trying to introduce I, I'm a, I'm not a preacher. Of course they're looking at me, we're out in the woods around a campfire. I was like, I'm not a preacher. I said, I'm a believer. The only I'm not getting paid. I'm just out here because I believe that. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, and he's real to me. Put it this way. The suicide rate 
among young people is out the roof. You say, why are they so many of them taking their own life? They're taking their own life because they're not listening to what we just said. Well, I think it's because I they, think it's because they're hopeless. You think why does someone take their own life? Well, it's no hope. Well, they don't have a hope of this life or the next. That is correct. So you basically, but I've always said. So what you Jason needs to do that, is not say a word on that on that thing coming up in four hours. What he needs to do is get a get a tape of this and say, uh, <laughs> I think this will cover it, and say, we're going to turn it over to my dad and my yeah. cousin. What he said. Y'all listen carefully, and I'll be back with you in about 30 minutes. I can't argue with that, Jay. That's pretty good. <laughs> what you say is, all right, we just had I a little... did this, people. Yeah. <laughs> Today, we had a session about what we're going to talk about. Hey, just want... give, them, give them this podcast and the verses we've read and say, check the verses out on your own in your spare time. But oh, you have hope. You just don't realize it yet. They they don't. They're young. They they they're you know they're young. They're well, I think that there's another aspect to hope. Harding, how old are you going? The age group you're talking to. Think about well, they're it. They're incoming Eight, freshmen. 18, 17, 18. They're incoming. They don't freshmen. know what we're yeah. talking about. Jace, look, they've been up there, you know, and they're getting bored sitting there, you know, and the preacher drones on about yeah, 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 and you know they. But when's, they hadn't even heard what we talked you know, about. You were talking day. about them phones earlier. I mean, I'm, I have the. I was telling this story. I didn't get to finish. I have ten teenage girls staying with me because of the camp. They only sleep there, you know, because they go out to camp. Yeah. And I, the first night, I shared Jesus. Took the phones up. I told that story. Well, last night I went in there. You know, they they they've they've been functioning without their phones. At first, they would go up there and check them, but now. You know, they haven't been. And so we ate supper last night after camp, Miss and I and all of them. Well, one of them went on, and she went, huh, one of those girls picked up. And in two days, she had 1,100 unread messages. Oh, gosh. 1,100. So yeah. that's what's been going into her head. Just remember, oh, Jace, that's why there's a plague other than coronavirus, and it's the plague among 18- to 22-year-olds, in my opinion. And the plague is boredom. <laughs> they are bored. All right. And you say, well, why would you be bored at 18 to 20 years old? Because they're not realizing what they have in their grasp. You know what's interesting? It's and the, it it's, is it's, hope beyond it's, it's the most, any question it's of the all most, the things it, it, that could happen to them. They just don't realize it. It's, it's up most, to you, Jace, to give them hope. It's, it's up to you. That's a big task. But look, I think it's interesting. It's the most connected generation in the history of the world and yet we're the most lonely i i think boredom is part of it. i think people are lonely and i think that that's yeah. another aspect of this hope that we're because i'd love the term living hope yeah that's it's, first yeah. Peter one i mean it's li- the hope is living which means it's now and it's it's not we're gonna to Jace, you got enough firepower sitting yeah. in front of you in that Bible right there to blow the doors off his joint. I know. I didn't even get to that Romans. Give them something to remember uh, you by, Jason. That, that, Maybe they'll remember Jesus. Just give them something to remember you by. That Romans 15, but he also talked about that in, in four and 3 and 4 of chapter 15, being insulted in the name of Jesus. But he got to verse 13, and we can close with this. He says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. One yeah, thing I've got, good. Zach, yeah. out of all the or one things I don't have, 
one of the things I do not have, not one little bit. I'm not bored. Dear friends, I urge you, and here's what an 18-year-old needs to hear. As aliens and strangers in the world, to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they don't have any hope. Mm -hmm. They may see your good deeds. Just get up and be good every day, kids, and glorify God on the day he visits us. Mm -hmm. Well, we're back to the mortal to immortal. We're back on it again. Yeah. You see the point? No, that's good. Well, a uh, couple quick things, too. Uh, go to blazetv.com slash unashamed to make sure you guys um, subscribe to our Blaze channel. You can put in uh, the code Jace or Phil, and you'll get uh, $10 off uh, the subscription. And uh, make sure you also follow us on YouTube. That I mean, that helps, honestly, get the message out. Uh, if you guys will comment on iTunes and, and the different feeds, whatever format that you're consuming the podcast on we want to make sure we get this message out i think that what's going on here is is i mean I'm, i read the comments and i mean we this really is a ministry and um i'm i'm glad to be a part of it with you guys i mean i read the people that comment um on on what's being said here and there are people that have no concept of who jesus is and there i mean there was a instance um here recently a guy that was in the coronavirus in italy he gets locked down in Italy, and he's like, I just want to thank you guys because he said, I got locked down in a hotel room in Italy, and he said, I came across this podcast, and he said, I went back and listened to the, from the first one and went through all of them, and he said, for the first time in my life, I, I, I had an encounter with the living God. Um, and that's one of many. So if you guys are out there supporting us, uh, you know, I would ask you to share it with your friends. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Phil Robertson. And uh, subscribe to the Unashamed Podcast. Thank y'all. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.